So, what's it like to have guns? It is awesome, McLovin. I mean, like, it's mind blowing. I haven't had one for long, only a few months, but I'll tell you, it's like having two cocks. Yep. If one of your cocks could kill someone. <laughs> It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will run over for me! It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Oh, oh nickname, uh, oh. Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> Shout out to Andy. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, Eli Starsky. <laughs> well, too Fast, Too Furious. Also, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say Starsky from Starsky Nuts for the driving theme, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think, which one was Star Starsky? Was that... Uh, He's the, the 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 brunette, wasn't he? So that was a uh, Ben Stiller. Oh, you're talking about the remake. I don't know. What's, what's... I'm talking about the original, man. Okay. <laughs> Paul Michael Glazer. I don't even know the motherfucker's name. Really? I don't even know the fucker's name. <laughs> I know Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. I know that was one before the movie, but that's the only ones I know of. <laughs> Oh man, but we can go past that. We can actually jump to the podcast because we actually had some uh some news we want to talk about. We had another celebrity death that's uh kinda kinda saw off guard. Yeah. Uh Peter Fonda passed. I didn't even know he was still alive, which is sad, but hey. I kinda knew a couple Rest years ago when I think he had like a health scan I was like, Dang, he's still alive? I didn't know that, you know. Yeah. Uh honestly when he did Ghost Ride, I thought he was already dead. I was surprised he was <laughs> still alive then. Yeah, oh yeah. It was cool. Oh, to for see those who don't know, yes, he was in the Nicolas Cage original and ghost rider he played mephisto he played the devil yeah yeah so pretty he, good yeah. too yeah he played the role in that one yeah well I, I, you know me i like that movie so <laughs> i have a theory about mephisto because mephisto always says that he's not the devil like he takes orders from a higher devil than him i'm thinking like every fictional version of the devil like dc and marvel and image or in fucking star trek whatever like that whatever devil you see is just an aspect of an overall devil you know he's like the devil of that universe okay if you want to get you know metaphysical and all that shit you know however you want to think about it that's my thing uh he was also in e wasn't he an easy rider yeah he directed yeah. that or did he direct or was that dennis hopper did dennis hopper directed that but with he anyways yeah that that movie uh was uh uh, a classic uh, uh, movie that sort of ended the, the uh, was a revolutionary movie that sort of launched into the 70s cinema of, of a new form of cinema, independent, more real uh, sort of style of filmmaking. Versus Born to be wild. Yeah. Hey, Steppenwolf on there. Yeah, the the hippie culture about it was about the changing of cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, where these two hippie guys are just riding around the country doing drugs, getting laid, 
Yeah. And, and uh, I think just him being in that movie was reason why he was in Ghost Rider again with kind of like a, a homage, even though he yeah. was playing Dubian characters, the fact that it was a, a movie about a superhero biker. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Hopper directed it, but Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper wrote the screenplay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So. so. And it was one of those movies that's fine. Like, you got some movies that just define a decade. Like, you can't remake them because they were only made because yeah. of the decade they were in. Yeah. You know, and that's one of those movies. So. And that and that movie just sort of highlighted the the counterculture, you know, right. where you had where movies before that movies were fi- kind of cheesy and campy, and this signaled it in a new era of filmmaking, you know. So. And so yeah, rest in peace to uh, Peter Fonda. We can go past that. Uh, Eli, something else happened. It was, I guess we can kind of segue to this because. Remember a couple months ago when they made this big deal about uh, the Marvel Marathon and you can enter this contest and if you win, you can watch the Marvel Marathon and pay $1,000 to watch oh, them yeah, all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I entered the contest, didn't win, <laughs> never got a call back. That's cool. But that same company is doing another one. But this time they're doing it with Friends. Yeah, you'd have to pay me to watch Friends. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, I just want to know what your opinion of is Friends because people make it seem like Friends is some kind of big phenomenon or something. When I grew up from, like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I had people who, friends and relatives that liked that show, and I just couldn't see why. I'm sorry. I, it just wasn't for me. I don't I mean, it's like, I don't understand why Friends is just a big phenomenon when I feel like there were better shows at the time when Friends was on the air. Yeah, I, that I watched. Right, that I thought were much better, funnier, you know. I mean, it's, it's no Seinfeld. Seinfeld was funny. Yeah. I just, I just couldn't buy it. This is New York. These are like the yuppies in New York. They're like, these ain't, these motherfuckers ain't from New York. It was like, it was pretty <laughs> people on TV. That's all it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't give a shit. I didn't care. Sorry. Yeah, something like, but but people make it seem like, oh, they want it back. Because like, I think it's like the 20th anniversary or something like that when it went off the air or when it started or some shit like that. And everybody keeps wanting some kind of resurgence when they couldn't get back on TV. And I think they're even going to... Uh, air like some of the episodes in the theaters and people are getting happy over there. I'm like, really? Wow. Like, okay. okay. I didn't know it was some big phenomenon. I thought it was just like another show or some shit. I get, yeah, people liked it. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Right, whoever are, are, are you, you going to apply for this one too? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> My heart is still broken from the Marvel when they never called me back. Eli did a video a submission and everything. Oh, <laughs> like I really went all out with this shit. Were you in your Were you in your Black Panther costume? I did not. I, I started go. Should I go the extra mile? Is that overselling it? Like, no, I'm gonna just <laughs> like normal. Just show my normal personality. It was like you said for the, all the rules that they were naming. You pretty much got to be like a big personality. But the thing is, I didn't hear anybody that won. Oh yeah. That would have made me feel better if I heard okay, such and such in passing in California won the contest. You can watch Marvel movies for the rest of your life and whatever for a thousand dollars a movie. Yeah, you think, yeah, because weren't they supposed to like stream it or tweet about it while they were right? Or something? But you yeah. heard nothing about it. Yeah. So I feel like the whole thing is a scam. Yeah. Well, that motherfucker who won sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't do his. Eye. He just got it. Just like oh well. I oh, got man, over I a million followers on YouTube. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like that's some bullshit. So yeah, so I'm just letting people know now. If you're thinking if there are friends fans out there, like why? If you are a friends fan, what the fuck do you like about this show? Please tell me. I'm man, confused. Man, my cousin 
like my cousin liked that shit. And my the cousin's like song was stupid. Yeah. It's like like I would go pick him up for where my cousin's like pretty hood too. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I would pick him up from work, and he taped that shit. I would pick what? him up for work at night, and he would tape it during the day, and then like, and then he'd go home after work and watch the re- like tape the reruns. Yeah, shit. you know, like they like renegotiated their contract in like the last two seasons, like that. They were making a million dollars. Like each one of them were making a million dollars an episode. Yeah, I just yeah, I get yeah, I could yeah, just couldn't get into it. I don't know, not my thing, man. Just couldn't get into it. I don't know. You know what? Some people also say that that show had a, a bad effect on on society like in the 90s for instance okay remember the the whiny ass dude that was like the main dude on the show like the one that was in love with the other girl <sighs> well I, I know you don't i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get to the point okay <laughs> they said it was kind of like the rise of the beta male okay like the nice guy the sensitive the nice guy you know you know sensitive guy and stuff Mr. like that yeah. because okay because not only him but then you started having action movie star guys doing the same thing like Matthew Broderick and Godzilla and shit, you know. All of a sudden, like, the nerds all of a sudden started to get the girls and be the action heroes, stuff like that. Where the decade before, we had, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, you know, Willis, you know, those guys. But I, was, not- I was, like, thinking about that shit. Yeah. Because I, 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 was, I was, like, you know, watch, I watched uh, Fist of Furies on Amazon right now. Yeah, right. Uh, and I was watching that shit. But then I was like remembering like when I watched uh, Return. Well, it's called Way of the Dragon in China, but Return of the Dragon was when we, me and my friends rented it back in the day. It was the one with Chuck Norris, where he right. fights Chuck Norris. And I remember at the end of that fight, Bruce Lee kills Chuck Norris. He breaks his neck, but then he felt bad about it. Like he's like, "Oh shit, I didn't mean to kill this fucking guy." And I remember, yeah, I, 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 I thought that was different. I thought he was just like he was a noble warrior, and I'm just showing respect for this warrior. That's what I got from it. Well, uh, he he didn't want to kill him. Like he got all like he actually laid the body down. He like rolls up his gi and like you know yeah yeah he didn't want to, he didn't mean to kill the guy, but but he basically he showed remorse, you know, right. for killing. And for that time, I mean, I was like ten years old. Um, it was the '80s, and we, we watched it. Yeah, it was Rambo. It was Schwarzenegger. You know, Die Hard, where they all. You know, at the end, they kill the villain and they say a, a witty line, you know, let off some steam or, right. or yippee ki yeah, yeah. There was always, you kill the guy and you say something funny and you celebrate the death of the villain, you know what I mean? Right. And that, that's how it was. That's, uh, we laughed, yeah, you know, the tough guy wins and shit. But I remember that, I was like, wow, Bruce Lee's a bad motherfucker, but he didn't mean to kill this guy. And I was like, that always kind of like stuck out with me, like, wow, you know. You know, all these years later, I thought, yeah, no shit. You know, even back then, this is what, the 70s, you know? And he was like showing honor, respect for the villain, for your enemy and all that shit. Right. You know, he was a worthy opponent. Yeah. I was able to beat him, but you know, actually he warmed, didn't say some funny shit to him after he killed him. Yeah. And like before they fought, they like stretch out. They let both of them stretch out and warm up before they fight and shit. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that was just a little. Little rant, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, rest in peace, Bruce Lee. I don't know how we got into this, but okay. <laughs> and Peter Fonda. And Peter Fonda. <laughs> and Dennis Hopper. And Dennis Hopper. That's right. Dennis he Hopper. He passed like a while ago. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the podcast. And friends. And fuck friends, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck friends. <laughs> no respect for them. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, let's actually get to the podcast. Let's get into it where we talk about the uh, box office numbers. And we actually did see some movies this week, so we're going to do some more reviews. We're, we're turning to a basic uh, 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 Siskel and Ebert. I don't know which one of us is Siskel, which one of us is Ebert, you know. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. I'll probably be Ebert. I'm, I'm, I'm the chubby guy, so I'll be Ebert. I'm not bald, so I guess I'm <laughs> Roper. <laughs> or you're Malton. You're Leonard Malton. <laughs> yeah, I'm Malton. I'm a <laughs> one of those guys. One of the off guys that got canceled after. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, Richard Martin. Who was the guy that did? Never mind. I'm, I'm getting off subject. Rex Reed. <laughs> I was gonna say who Landis. Which one is Landis? Martin Landis. Wasn't he a uh, critic? Martin Landis. Yeah. Max went Landis, the douchebag, his father. No, George or. John Landis is like a, he made movies. That guy, but I thought he was a critic also. Oh, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, who cares? Uh, all right. Anyway, box office numbers. Number one movie of the week. Eli, give it to me. What was it? Is it that Bad Boys? Uh, it was the Good Boys. Good Boys. Sorry, oh, Bad yeah, Boys. Yeah, that one. I, yeah, same it was thing, the number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the number one movie of the week. Uh, basically, uh, Super Bad Babies. <laughs> Super Bad Four Babies, much, is what you yeah. call it. Yeah, so. Uh, number two was Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Still hanging in there. Uh, even though it was the second week it was the number one and Good Boys knocked it off, this is the third week that Universal had a, a movie in the top in the top movie, in the top spot. Oh, good for them. Because Good Boys is also a Universal movie, plus Hobbs and Shaw. Because Disney uh, didn't have anything this week. <laughs> they didn't. But they still have number three. They still had a Lion King in there. Oh, Eli, I saw Lion King. Did you? Yeah. The new, the new one? The new one, yeah. Mom okay. wanted to go. I saw. It. I'm going to give a quick review on it right now. Uh, okay, the movie looks beautiful. I'll be honest with you. Oscar season when Oscar something. If they don't, if this movie doesn't get Oscar for like best special effects, just throw the Oscars away. It's just, like there's no competition. It's just that. But 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 there's a big but in there. Eli, it, it reaches that uncanny valley. And oh, here's yeah. the uncanny valley part. As beautiful and as the movie looks and as realistic as it looks, the thing is, you know, when the lions are talking and stuff like that, and you look into the eyes, the eyes have no soul. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's the, that's the hard part. You want you wanted big giant anime eyes? I want something. I want something to look at me when they're like, you know, when they're, yeah, spoiler, Mufasa dies. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, let me get the fuck out of here, man. But Mufasa dies. And you, know, you know, they show the close up on his eyes. And, you know, in the old movie, in the cartoon, you know, it was all expressed like that. And you felt it. And this one is like, oh, fuck, my dad died. Oh, well, you know, because you don't feel it in, in his eyes. You just like there's no soul there. You know, the movie just feels like it, you, you can, anytime you look into the eyes, you can feel that binary code. That so, so they're that so the, real. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's just like when it gets there, you're just like, okay, they they feel like dolls. They feel like life-like dolls. Sex dolls. Not sex dolls. I don't want to have sex with a lion. But that's <laughs> what I meant, you know. So, so the, lion, up, the lions weren't crying and they weren't smiling and laughing. And- there's no expression. There's nothing there. So when you walk away from the movie, even though... It's a technical achievement. There's no soul. It's lifeless. So when you walk away from the movie, it's it, it's nothing you take away from it. Where the original 2D movie, you know, you did get, you know, expressive things into it. And they changed up some stuff also. It's a few dialogue. For the most part, it's a shot-for-shot remake of Lion King. There are a few things they added. Some of the songs suck. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Beyonce is no Elton John. I'm sorry. I like Elton John songs better. <laughs> so basically, you know, Disney blew all this money to remake 
a cartoon when everybody just wanted a cartoon. Right. When everybody <laughs> thought the cartoon was better, the scenes are better. Like the answer. Okay. Take nostalgia out of it. Like, okay, this movie does exist. We like what would we like to live in a world where this movie doesn't exist? Well, the fact is the movie exists. So going forward and you're showing somebody the Lion King, which version would you show? If they've never seen either version of the movie before, would you show them this CGI version? Or would you show them the, the 2D animated version? Honestly, I would still show the 2D animated version. Yeah. Because this new version, it's so soulless, it's so emotionless, and there's nothing to take away from it. It's just like there's no emotional connection with this movie because everything is so – it's not in fact that they're realistic in life. Like, it's just the fact that there's no soul in it, even though the voice acting is still pretty good. James Earl Jones returns. Donald Glover and Beyonce actually did a pretty good job, even though people want to shit on him right now. I think they did a pretty good job. Scar suck. I don't know who they got for Scar. I think it's Chewy Tail Edgy of Four. That guy. Oh, you know, that dude. Yeah, yeah. That guy. He sucked. I'm sorry. He's no Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons killed that shit back when he was playing Scar back in whenever, whenever. You know. So I don't know. The movie just it didn't it didn't hit me. It didn't move me. Nothing in the movie I had an emotional connection with. That's just me. And I wanted to like this movie. I wanted, to, and it was longer. Like, why the fuck is it longer? It just felt like it was like deleted scenes was in and shit like that. Oh, Seth Rogen's killed it as Pumbaa. I don't know who played Timon, but as Pumbaa, he killed it. So shout out to Seth Jones. He was one of the few things that was head and shoulders better in the remake. All right. So so overall, I get a movie three to five. Completely (laughs) forgettable. I mean, they, they, they threw some money at this movie, but just like, why? You know, and then all of a sudden, and then I'm looking at the thing, looking at the numbers, it, it outgrows Black Panther. Oh damn! Yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm like, for, and everybody likes to be a, a, a smart ass. <laughs> Black Panther was just a Lion King ripoff. Well, fucking duh. <laughs> <laughs> you want a cookie? <laughs> yeah, that's what the point. Ryan Kluger said he was trying to make a Lion King ripoff. It was so this movie point. outgrossed Lion King or Black Panther, but nobody likes it. Right. <laughs> that's the thing I don't get. Like, why is it making yeah. so much money? Yeah, so that's the thing. With the shitty movies, just make money. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Nobody it likes the shit, it. yet they're still going to see the shit. <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, well, well, okay, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> Angry Birds? What the fuck? Angry? They got an Angry Birds too? Okay. And it's number four. All right. <laughs> like, and the number four. <laughs> I didn't even know the thing. I didn't even know it was a thing. Okay. Uh, number five, your movie, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, that's a big drop. That's a big number drop. One last, was it number one last week? No, it was like number two. Oh, was it? Yeah, after Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. okay. So. Yeah. Number six, uh, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged. Okay. Okay. Shark Shark Week. Another shark movie. Uh, number seven, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Uh, turns out my nephew didn't give a shit about Lion King for some reason. Didn't want to see that. <laughs> but he does want to see Dora and the City of Lost Gold. Oh, well, there you go. You going to take him to see that shit? Only, before I go see that, I got a car and check the date of whoever plays Dora first. <laughs> I my gotta kid, my kid actually went and saw it. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying because if she's under 18, I'm not seeing that shit. You're not getting me arrested. He, he uh, yeah, he actually wanted, he like, I won't go see it. I'm like, okay. So he went and saw it. So I didn't go see it, but he did. I don't know shit about Dora. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a little kid show. Like, he, I mean, he, he was, yeah. saying it's the Mexican Black Panther. Like, every Latino <laughs> in Hollywood is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the little little kid show on Nickelodeon. She she was like a little mini Tomb Raider, I guess, or something. 
no, we're because not Tomb Raider. Playing she, now looked like she was playing Tomb Raider. She so wasn't. Uh, she wasn't robbing graves and shit. But I, you know, she went around exploring shit. You know, little Indiana Jones. I'm, I'm just saying, the girl playing her now could play Laura Croft. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know too much about it, I and mean, I don't know who's in it or anything. But he wanted to see it because he grew up on that shit. That's his shit. He grew up on it. Yeah, so. No, I, I guess we're old. Fuck yeah, it. yeah, I have two words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number eight, we had Once Upon a Time in China. In China? <laughs> is that a movie or is yeah. that a horror movie? That's not, not porn, is it? That's Jet Li once upon a time. Okay, because I'm thinking China of, uh, what's that? Uh, One Night in China? <laughs> that was a porn. That's right. Uh, oh, you're talking about The Wrestler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm getting I'm getting my movies confused. I'm like, okay, this I know that's a thing. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Eli, did you see it again? I've seen it four times. Okay, I, I was trying to see if you went... Uh, four fifth. <laughs> I might, I might, I might. Who knows? You know. <laughs> okay. At that point, it's about to come on on yeah. Blu-ray away. Well, it's only two swipe. weeks. It's only been like what two weeks? You know, almost well, almost a month. Three weeks. Now? It's about a month. It's been in there about a month now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you saw it once every week, then it's about four four weeks. So let's. Yeah, you may have missed once. So let's say it's been out at least four weeks. So yeah. Yeah. What do we have? Uh, not blinded by light. Oh, that's the, the blinded by the light. The Indian guy listening to Bruce Springsteen. That's a Bruce Springsteen movie? Yeah, the Indian kid. I thought that movie was, okay. Or is he Pakistani or something? He's well, like. No, that was yesterday. That was yesterday with with, uh, with uh, the Beatles. Okay, well, there's another so you movie. So they made a movie. Yeah. With the, you like, mean say they made the same movie with Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, like one movie. Yeah, this one's where he's into Bruce Springsteen. Like he's really into, and then he travels to Jersey or whatever to go meet him or something. But he's uh, he's like. Pakistani, I think, maybe. It's like the same fucking movie. They're not even waiting for these movies to leave the theater. <laughs> well, the other one is like about like if the Beatles never exist, right? Is not that one? Right, that but I about? mean, it's the same thing as the Indian dude singing Beatles songs. But this one, I don't think he sings them. I think he's just like really in, really likes Bruce Springsteen or something. Okay, I'm just saying these movies sound very similar. And I'm not even wasting. They don't even wait. It's like, well, that movie's popular. Let's just make this movie like now. <laughs> it probably started production only like two two weeks ago. Uh, what are we talking about? Okay. Uh, and and the art of racing in the rain. Nope. Never heard of nobody. That. Nobody knows. This is just bad. I'm gonna tell you why this is bad. Because guess who produced this movie? Fox produced this movie. Oh. And Disney is not happy. You got the art of racing in the rain. Flop. Dark Phoenix. Flop. There's there's rumors going around that Disney might kill Fox, like overall. Like you know how you wanted to see uh New Mutants? Nah, not gonna oh, happen. Yeah, they ain't seen that shit. Yeah, this is like no any because they've already canceled like a bunch of movies that are supposed to come out. I don't know if if uh New Mutants was on the chopping block, but it's a lot of movies that Fox was gonna put out. Disney said no, cut all that shit. They're done because they're tired of having Fox bringing out movies that are just flopping. And they're probably saying that like the movie division of Fox period going forward. They just need to just cancel all that shit. And you've probably seen your last Fox movie because Fox isn't really doing anything. Uh, they're going to make another Deadpool movie, but it'll be PG-13. Yeah, it'll suck. Ryan Reynolds will be you know, on a leash so they can put in China, they can make money, you know, and that's how it goes from there. Uh, i trying to see, where's the movie that I saw come out? Okay, I'm going to just skip down. Uh, number 13 is the movie I saw. Number 13 was The Kitchen. Okay. Now, it's a movie that Nobody has is paying attention to. Nobody seems to care about. 
it's pretty much a flop. It is by Warner Brothers. So, um, Eli, I'm gonna let you go because I know you saw a movie. You gonna let me go? Yeah, I, I didn't go, see, I didn't you see saw the kitchen. You saw. Oh, a movie. you want me to talk about Bad Boys or Good yeah, Boys? Good Boys. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> you actually saw a movie people gave a shit about. Yeah, I saw Good Boys. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you talk about Good Boys, and then I'm gonna talk about the kitchen and why. The, should anybody listen to this podcast give a shit two shits about the kitchen you know <laughs> all right well uh yeah so good boys it's basically what you said it's it's super bad for like little kids yeah um uh they're like sixth graders and they one of them has a crush they try to go to a party and they get into all these misadventures along the way it's very raunchy you know R-rated humor. The movie is rated R. They swear up a storm. There's sex toys. There's you know sex dolls. There's you know a lot of potty humor. A lot of you know. I'm just wait. It's just a matter of time before the Guardian or Huffington Post, you know, writes a writes a think piece on how misogynistic this movie is, which is why I loved it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 because you're saying it's misogynistic, but they made a, a girl version of this movie. What what was it? Uh... It came Bride, out a few months ago. Bridesmaids? No, not Bridesmaids. It was a it was a teenage girl. Oh movie. yeah, what was it called? Um, I wanted Booksmart or something Booksmart. like that. Booksmart. That's yeah. what they said. That was super bad for girls. Yeah, and I wanted to see. I, I missed that. I wanted to see that too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I, I didn't get a chance to check that out. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. Like my kids saw it. We he, he was laughing his ass. We we're both laughing our asses off. You know. <laughs> I, I'm hearing it's funny. I'm hearing some people saying. it's funniest movie of the year it is i was like it is yeah i was rolling you know so if you're a fan of like south park and all that you know that dirty raunchy humor it, it's funny. and i think seth rogan made this too yeah it's evan, he made super bad yeah him and evan evan goldberg or whatever yeah the, yeah those yeah they produced it but it, it, it's been it basically follows the same plot as super bad like i said they're they're trying to go to a party one of the kids likes one of the girls there and they they want to figure out how to kiss and then they're trying to uh, 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 get money because their dad, they fucked up the dad's drone. So the, <laughs> and they, skip, they end up skipping school and it's just all these fucked up adventures along the way. And, and, but it has that same sort of, you know, um, theme about friendship and friends get, you know, sort of getting older. You know what I mean? They're, they're starting to become more mature you know, they're trying to be, they you hit know, puberty and all yeah, stuff. yeah, they're trying to be, and, it, and it's funny just watching these kids trying to be more mature than they actually are and shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing that a lot of the jokes come from, because the kids, you know, they're saying like this mature shit, but since they're so young, they don't really know what they're saying. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny. It's, you know, one of them, like one of them's into girls. The other one's like into like singing. He's like part of the choir. You know, the black kids going, his parents Oh man, the, the divorce scene when they <laughs> his parents are going through a divorce, and when they tell him, they're telling the <laughs> it's the, the uh, what's his face, the security guard from uh, Get Out. <laughs> oh, Lou Lou Real. Yeah, him. Lou, and, Lou, I might be fucking his name, but what are you talking about? Yeah. And, and what's her name? Uh, Rita or whatever from uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. What the I fuck didn't see Parks and Rec, but uh, Rashida Jones. No, 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 um, I forget her name, she's got, like, one name, like, Cher, I forget her name, anyway, she's the mom, but they, and they, those two, 
those two together just talk, telling their kid about the divorce. Ah, that shit was funny as hell. I was, <laughs> I was laughing. Wow. Okay. But but yeah, uh, what's her name? Retta. Her name's Retta. She played Donna on on Parks and Rec. And, um, I, I didn't watch Parks and Rec. I know oh, I should have, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's funny in the friends. But yeah. it is funny, <laughs> <laughs> and so is this movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 yeah. It, if you like super bad, if you like you know, if you if you got a sense of fucking humor, you know, <laughs> and what the world is trying to kill nowadays. Yeah, if, if you have the balls and the str- or. Or the pussy, whatever, whatever. Right. <laughs> Can't be gender Gen- specific. Gen- I'm trying to be gender neutral here. Are you trying to mansplain? Yeah. <laughs> if you have the strength to laugh. <laughs> there you go. The strength to laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the world is a fucked up place full of injustice. But if you can find the strength to laugh, well, right. there you go. That's what we strive Until for. Until Disney buys up <laughs> this company also. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. You, know. you fuckers wanted X-Men? Well, <laughs> here's what you got. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the next comedy movies are all going to be a cat videos and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did it cost? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Good boys. Check it out. I give it a fucking four out of five. Five what out of five. Cool. Five, cool, shit. cool. Yeah. No, it's funny. It's funny. You know. Okay. So, yeah, so the movie I uh, saw was The Kitchen. And I know, why does anybody give a fuck about The Kitchen? Why did I review The Kitchen out of all this, especially on the comic book podcast? Well, newsflash. The Kitchen is based on a comic. Yes. Vertigo, right? Vertigo. Now, for those that don't know who Vertigo is, and hopefully you do since you listen to this podcast, we'll go by and and say what it is. Vertigo is owned by DC or was owned by DC. Rest in peace to Vertigo. Poor little look for them because say hello to Black Label. <laughs> right, and that bullshit. <laughs> but Vertigo brought us a bunch of a uh, bunch of you know adult oriented comic books that don't really deal with the superhero genre and really you know go a little bit deeper. And and Vertigo, I mean, and, and Kitchen, the Kitchen came from the Vertigo line, and it wasn't just them. That wasn't the only DC movie that came, you know, the Vertigo movie that came to the movie theaters. Uh, the Losers. The Losers was a Vertigo title. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, the Red, it was a uh, yeah. Bruce Lee movie. I mean, it's a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, Red. With a bunch of old people, that was also a Vertigo movie. It may be some other ones I'm missing also, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Technically, if you want to be technical, Constantine was a Vertigo movie, but we're not going to count that. I'm not going to count that. I hate that fucking movie. I know people say it's a cult classic. Movie suck. It's just me. Who's I? Uh, I'm going to say it's all right. Well, that's, we, let's put that in the Star Wars. Wilson, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the reason I wanted to, because I wanted to, and, and I actually did read the comic over the weekend. So I decided to let me go on Comixology, buy the comic, read the comic before I go see the movie, just to kind of get a, you know, a difference between to see what I'm getting into. Read the comic. I thought the comic was fucking awesome. Oh, the really? comic was a straight up crime drama. But it was a mob. It was like it read like a mob movie, you know, with three Irish girls that took over the crime syndicate. And it was just like everything you expect to see out of like a Goodfellas, like a a comic book version of Goodfellas, but with women, you know, the art kind of threw me off a little bit. Like I said, it's a comic, so you got used to the art. But then the art kind of reminded me of something. Okay, remember the the loading screens from Grand Theft Auto? The loading screen. 
Yeah, whenever the screen loads up and you're about to start your mission, but you know, it'll show a screen of like the kooky characters and the background. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. The art reminded me of that. Okay. So they all yeah. look like characters from Grand Theft Auto, but okay. it was cool. You know, so I enjoyed it. Uh, the ending was like super fucked up at the end. Like it was so many twists and turns and people backstabbing and, you know, it had sex and violence and guns and shooting and curse words like i know it was it was interesting to read this from a comic like most people don't listen to this podcast think i would do talk about superheroes and, and bugs bunny and shit like that no there are other shit to read in comic books than just that yeah. like you can read these same crime dramas that you wish you can get from a you know from a movie you can get that from these comics also so the movie and the thing is the comic read like a movie like if you read the comic you're like well damn this is this is a movie script i'm reading right here this guy just pretty much uh, just wrote a screenplay and made it in comic form. And that's what we have here. So we have a movie, and I'll be honest with you, when I the movie and the comic, it is not a direct adaptation. Okay. There there are some similarities. Uh the first two acts, like for instance, they they may do different things how they get there, but they kinda hit the same beats. The third act, however, they pretty much threw that out the window. The third act is something completely different. Which I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about that. Because one thing about it, I do want to, uh, and like I said, I'm not spoiling anything because I want people to actually watch the movie because if you haven't read the comic, if you read the comic, you'll know what's about to happen in the movie because everybody else was like, Ugh, I can't wait for this shit to happen. But I was actually waiting for this shit to happen. I was like, okay, because in order to read the comic, it was, it was fucked up. You know, some of the dialogue and some of the things they were saying and the scenes they were saying, like, and it was weird because even though the char- like the main girls, the three main girls in the movie, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and uh, Elizabeth Moss, they had different names than they did in the comics. But they were doing the same shit and acting the same way they were in the comics. That that doesn't make any sense. Like, why didn't you just name them what they were in the comics? Because oh, I think Melissa McCarthy had the same name, but I think uh, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss had two different names, but... They everything that the comic they were doing the comics they were doing the same shit and saying the same shit and acting the same way so it was just weird the husbands had all the same names so like that doesn't make any sense now one thing I do want to make of an interesting point now some people can say this movie was woke and being SJW and it did have a feeling of that also like I said I'm not spoiling the movie I'm kind of giving an overall feel of it notice what I said when I read the comic that the comic was about three Irish women. That became crime bosses. Now, you can just me saying that you can tell the difference of what happened from the comic to the movie. There aren't all three Irish women. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So Tiffany Haddish was a race change in the movie. Really, she ain't Irish. Sadly, she's not. <laughs> not even metaphorically Irish. Like yeah, not even Irish spirit. people are the black people of Europe or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but yeah, she was she was black. And they and, and I was thinking like they are really downplaying this. Let's think about it. This is an Irish crime syndicate, and they're dealing with everybody. The 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 Jews they have their own crime syndicate. The Italians, the mafia, dealing with the crime syndicate, and they have a black woman in the seventies in their room, and they didn't throw the N word around at one time. I'm like, okay, is this not? <laughs> I, I was waiting for it to happen, like, but they didn't say it one time. But at the same time, the racism was still, you know, heavily implied. It wasn't just just straight out there, but the racism was there. And a couple of times she would say that I'm not going in the room with those guys. If those, if I go in those rooms with those guys, they'll kill me, you know. Uh, a couple of times, you know, because 
she got into it with her in-laws a couple times, but they all they the worst they said is, "Oh, my husband got out of jail, he's gonna kick your black ass out" or something like that. That's about all they said. And and another thing that they changed is that in the comics, Melissa Car- McCarthy's character and Tiffany Haddish's character are sisters. You know, and that's so they have this like really really what? tight bond. Wait, 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 whose sisters? Uh, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish. They're Haddish. like they're sisters. In the comic, she, oh, she's a white. In the, woman. Okay, in the okay, in the comic, they're, they're, she's a white woman in the comic, right? Okay. So their sisters grew up together, all this stuff like that. So the story is really about them, but of course they're not sisters in the movie, you know. So they they still try to carry that same arc, but at the same time, I do feel like, uh, as the movie went along, it played into Tiffany Haddish. You know her race. Her race did play a part in the movie because you can't you can't tell the same story. No, that you did. No, just the no. fact that you changed her race that eliminates some of the yeah, some of the characters. Especially the time of the that 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 time period in New York, right? And what you know the black and Puerto Rican gangs were doing at that time, right? You know, yeah, that yeah. I, and, and here's the thing, like most people that don't even know what the kitchen is, they think it's probably like a cooking movie or something like that. No, this is a gangster movie. This is a mob yeah. movie. For Hell's those kitchen, that don't know yeah. what yeah. yeah. So Daredevil. Anybody who's watched Daredevil, they know right. that, that you know the, the five block radius. That <laughs> exactly. That's what they call the kitchen. It's Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And the Irish in the '70s ran Hell's Kitchen, so that's what the whole movie was about. And they were trying to protect their block, make sure nobody invaded their block, but at the same time to expand past. Hill's Kitchen, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comic dealt with all kind of stuff like, uh, remember that blackout in New York like in the 70s, 78 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they was like in the middle of a crime war and that shit happened, you know. So it was, you you feel like you was in the time period of that, so they really captured that. Uh, the comic had a more kinetic energy to it. It was a lot more stakes, like it was like high stakes involved with it, where the movie kind of took its time. Also, here's the thing that really got kind of got to me. The movie really really played into the feminist agenda i know i sound like a man explaining but if you watch the oh, movie okay no I, no go ahead i'll let you finish okay i'm just saying you, you can tell that the movie is really really leaning into the feminist agenda they want you to know that these women are feminists you know people will come up to them and say i love what you're doing you're doing this for all women they keep talking about their plight you know and they really want to make these women sympathetic in the movie in the comic, they're characterized very differently. Basically, what it is, these women, they weren't trying to be feminist or anything like that. They were just trying to survive in a man's world because these criminals, you know, in order to be yeah. respected in the crime world, you got to do shit that men are doing. Yeah. You know, so in the comic, all these women were assholes. You were waiting for them to get their comeuppance, you know, because all the dirty shit they were doing. But in the movie... They never were seen doing the same stuff they do in the comics, so it kind of make it hard to believe that why would anybody take these women seriously? Not, you know, they don't seem kind of fucked up, but in the comics they just went all out. You're like, okay, yeah, you got to take these women seriously, you know, because they didn't they didn't want Melissa McCarthy, you know, to you know to mess up her image, you know, because if if, if Melissa McCarthy would have really did the shit that they were doing in the comics, people would be talking about this movie. This movie would have got bugged. That would have like, been awesome. <laughs> it would have been fucking awesome. You're like, did you see? Melissa McCarthy was crazy as fuck in this movie. You know, <laughs> that's what people would have been talking about. It would have made this movie step up to the next level. If they, if they made her like Blanca or whatever, a woman from Miami and shit. Yeah, or she was like <laughs> Joe Pesci in Good Yeah, 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 yeah. If she was doing some shit like that, then you were like, whoa, what the fuck? What the fuck Melissa McCarthy was doing? You know? Yeah. Oh. Uh, 
But see, that, that, that's see, that's what I'm talking about. That's why, you know, movies are so watered down these days. They're, they're it afraid, really is. Yeah, it you really know, is. You know, that, that, and that's why I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so many times because there's a movie that, that isn't afraid to just show you shit. You know, right. or just throw, throw it on the screen and then let you, let you figure out what you think of it. You know, instead of telling people racism is bad, sexism is, is, is bad. Violence right. is like all. It's like they're trying to tell you how to feel about it, you know, and tell you how to think about it. Where, you know, a good movie will just let you figure it out on your own. <laughs> right. You know what I'm because they you never know. want you to feel for a second that okay, because these women, like, let's just take everything away. These women are criminals. You know, mm-hmm. they do fuck their shit, but the movie tries to go out of its way to make you still feel sympathetic for criminals. Yeah, glamorize you gangsters know. and shit. Yeah. Right, they glamorize you like that with a comic. They didn't did it. They they pulled no punches. Yeah, all the fucked up shit the men were doing, they were doing the same shit. Probably even worse. Some of this shit was even more fucked up they were doing in the comic. All that shit was taken out in this, and they were trying to be sympathetic and make you, you know, this is the woman's plight. And they're trying to make kid, you know, awful womanhood. Even though they're still criminals, you know, everything everything they did, every fucked up thing they did, it, it, you still felt like well. That person had it coming to him. Well, that person deserved it. Or, well, they're just trying to get the piece of the pie. You know, you still yeah. feel for them in the end. And I, I felt like people are saying that the movie, like, people were saying when I went on Twitter, like, oh, this movie is, like, really gruesome. This movie is violent. And I was like, actually, what hurt the movie is that it should have actually been more gruesome and been more violent. And that's what Anthony was saying, because he yeah. saw it. He was saying if they would have just pushed it more, it would have been awesome. Yeah, but, like, yeah. they should they should have pushed the envelope. The women didn't get their hands dirty. Yeah. And that's like sexism, sexist in itself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I want to see, a, I want to see a, a woman pull a Luca Prazzi and chainsaw a motherfucker up, and get rid of a body. I want to see that shit. Right, like, like Tony Montana. We <laughs> yeah. knew he was fucked up. Yeah. Like we didn't sympathize with him. We knew he was a fucked up individual. Yeah. And yeah. that's how they should have took the. That's how they, the way these women should have been. There. If you wanted, like, it's just like you said. If you want the women to be treated like equally in a gangster movie, they should be treated like gangsters. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. O- overall, I'm gonna just give my rating. I, I still, I, I still feel like people should still go out and see the movie. It still has some cool twists and turns in it. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy actually did pretty good. Like, like her, she, like Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. I don't really know too much about Tiffany Haddish, even though you know, I'm, I'm super happy for her. Anytime a black woman is in Hollywood making a name for herself, I'm going to applaud that shit. That being said, I'm not really too familiar with anything she's done. I don't watch those Tyler Perry movies she's in. I haven't seen Girls Trip. So whatever <laughs> sex thing they have going on with the grapefruit, I have no idea what that is. I've never had it done to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... But a lot of people know about that thing. So I don't really know about what Tiffany Haddish did. I've seen it in interviews, and she seems like a character. You know, I'm going to just say it. She seems like a mystery show from what I've seen on these these interviews that she's doing. I'm like, she got to tone that shit down some. This, she played like a like a human being. You know, that's all, right. all I asked for. Yeah. You know. The other girl, she was cool. So what's your rating? Three out of five. Okay. Well, it's like, yeah, I thought it looked good. Like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, holy shit, that's right up my ass. Because I love gangster movies. Right. I love Scorsese. I love the, I grew up on The Godfather and shit. I grew up in New York. So I love all that shit. So it looked like right up my alley. Especially set in the 70s. 
Uh, hell yeah. Right. You know, so I really in the was, 70s in New York in yeah. Hell's Kitchen with yeah. rival gangs all the Like I said, if they'd have kept it like the comic, Eli, people would be talking about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just like they got a first-time director. You could tell she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. It felt like it was shot like a TV show a lot of times. It's like this shit feels like amateur hour, man. Even with the source material you have, the source material is gold. You're not executing the way it should be. Yeah. It's lost and, in translation. They try to cater to the woke generation. <laughs> exactly, because they don't want you to feel bad for women. Because you, you got a, ga- a, a gangster movie for the right. woke generation. Yeah, that's a, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> right, that's the world we live in now. Cause We've seen gay every gangster movie we've ever seen. Everybody in there is racist as fuck. Yeah, sexist as fuck. Like yeah, and like, or and violent and just assholes. They're overgrown. But that's what we expect to see. Yeah, they're overgrown punks. But they, that's what what they. They're like man children, basically. Yeah, you know, fucking yeah. So, but you know what I saw the other night? Was that that I can't believe? I, I wish I saw this in the theater. Widows. Wait, that's the movie I was thinking about. I, I think that's the only reason this movie got greenlit because of Widows. Yeah, I feel bad for sleeping on this fucking movie. Holy I shit! I heard Widows was a good movie. Uh, holy, it's fucking great. I might have to add this to my collection. I was like, it was, it just came on TV, mm-hmm. and I was just like, hey, I haven't seen this, and since I didn't see The Kitchen yet, I'll check this out, thinking yeah. it was gonna be, you know, but this, this movie, it's like dark as fuck. And yes, they're women. It's like the, it's like Heat, or mm-hmm. you know, or kind of like Jackie Brown and like meets the Godfather. You know, a lot of wheeling and dealing and shit. But they're you know they, these women, their husbands were like thieves, professional thieves, and they yeah. get killed. And then they owe that, but they, you know the money that they stole, they you know was was from a gangster. So now their wives, they come after their wives to get to get the money back. So they have to like you it, know it's, Eli, that's damn the same plot. Yeah, and they have to rob, they basically come together to rob this other, you know, to do this, you know, robbery, to pay back the gangster and shit. And I was like, holy shit, this movie, it's like really dark, and it doesn't shove the, you know, the feminist agenda down your throat. These are just women in a fucked up situation, and they just deal with it. You know what I mean? And Viola Davis, holy fuck. If you thought she was badass in Suicide Squad, <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie yeah. series, okay? Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, no nonsense. Like, we got to do this shit, or we're dead. You know, quit your bitching, quit your whining. You know, quit your crying. Like one woman's like a mail order bride, you know, and her Dang. husband. Yeah, you know, John Bernthal was was her husband. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, it was like really good. I mean, there's not a lot of action. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of like. Them wheeling and dealing and plotting and shit, and then the you know the corrupt gangster and shit. It's like, you know they're he's running for office and it's just it really gets into like corruption of city and city officials and how everything is involved and it, it, it a lot of twists and turns and shit. And I was like, oh holy shit, you know. So yeah, widows, go check that out. <laughs> yeah, go you go know? watch widows. That sounds like a much much better movie. It yeah. sounds like the kitchen was only greenlit because of widows. Yeah. They're like, what do we have like Widows? The Kitchen? Put that shit on. It's, like I said, Widows, is not, uh, Kitchen is not even a bad movie. I think if you watch the movie, you would be entertained, but it's nothing you just got to just flock to go see or shit yeah. like that. No, I was like really surprised with Widows. Like, holy shit, that was like the coolest crime drama I've seen like in a while. 
You know what I mean? Right. It was right. like refreshing. Like I'm saying, it's refreshing to see a really good, you know, really well made movie. That's not yeah, that's not a comic book movie or or what or a franchise or whatever. It's just a straight up, not based on a book or anything. It's just a straight up movie, original movie. You know, dealing with dark crime shit and not pull, not really pulling any punches or anything. The dude from Get Out is in it. He plays a gangster and shit. He's all ill. <laughs> and, and, and guess what, Eli? Yeah. That movie flopped. I'm sure it did because you know because <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't you know spoon feed the audience. Right. You know, <laughs> you know it's it, it it requires an audience's attention. They can't be on their phone flipping. Around. <laughs> like man, yeah, this is... yeah, and 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 it is very woke. You know, there's so much commentary on like classism and the, and the one the one politician is trying to like you know go into the you know into the lower income neighborhoods and try to make a difference, even though he's dealing with the gangsters and shit. You know, right. he's trying to get votes and shit. It's all oh, this whole it deals with the whole corrupt system. You know. So, so yeah, I gotta check out Widows. I gotta yeah, see that. it's dope. I was yeah, I, I was like, hey, holy shit! I started. I, I texted my my brother. Hey man, you see this? He's like, yeah, man, I got it. I was like, oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> I can't believe I slept on this movie. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go to a movie that we both saw. All right, and we're gonna stick with DC. All right. All right. So like I said, we saw Vertigo. Well, I saw Vertigo the Kitchen, but now we saw another movie that actually was officially released on you know on physical media. This week, and it was also released on DC Universe, so I got a chance to check it, and that is Batman Hush. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that don't know, Batman Hush is a Batman story that is adapted, which when it, both Eli and I listed our top Batman comic stories of all time, it was on both of our lists. Yeah. So, Hush is a, and like very high on our list also. So, Hush is a very highly regarded comic, and we know with these DC adaptations, they kind of hit or miss, you know. Are we going to get The Dark Knight Returns, which is awesome, or are we going to get The Killing Joke, which is awful? You know. Uh, Eli, you go first. Let me give you an opinion on what you, what you thought about Hush. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the thing about the Hush comic is it was it was written to showcase Jim Lee right. and his, his art. You know, so now that that is taken away and this is just an adaptation. It's just an animated movie. I think the story isn't as strong as a, as a, as an animation, as a movie, you know what I mean? Right. You know? Um, so that, that's what I noticed. I found missing from that. I mean, they still deal with plots. You know, you still got the Superman thing and poison Ivy, you know, controlling, like, Everybody. like Hush greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. You got you still got some of that. They do change who Hush is at the end, you know, just to keep us people who did read the comic to throw us off. You know, right. but but you know, I thought it was okay. You know, I you know, I I, I it was unnecessary. <laughs> I thought, you know what I mean? Unless they were gonna like really st- I mean, had they really stylized the animation, you know what I'm saying? That's the it, thing, they keep doing the same animation like on all these it, ones, and it feels like each yeah. movie animation gets stiffer and stiffer. Yeah, it's just the same. It looks like every other DC animated movie. Like, had they stylized it and got, like, an anime studio or or really, like, f- found an animation that really fit the tone of the, of the book, you know, the, 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 the fit the tone of Jim Lee's arc. You right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, um, and, yeah, like, really, really, like, stylized the action sequences and, 
you know, really make it visually stunning because that's what made the book so cool. Because it was right. Jim Lee's. We were finally get to see Jim Lee draw Batman. And basically, everybody right. in in in, in like DC redesign everybody. Yeah, like oh my God, Jim Lee's drawing Superman and the Joker and Harley Quinn and blah blah blah. You know, and Catwoman. And it was like let's let that and the story unfolded. So we oh shit, Superman's in this one and like whoa, Jim Lee's version of Superman. You know, so that's what made that story so cool. You know, was the arc, and this just it, yeah, it's it's just not as strong as a story without without that visual, you know, dynamics. I, I thought it was all right. Okay, uh, my thoughts on it, uh, pretty much what you said. Like I said, uh, Hush, the original story of Hush was a twelve issue storyline, so it took its time. It was a slow burn. It was made to be a story that you know went over time. This one, everything was crammed into it. Yeah. So when it, even though it did hit like the major points of what the story did, it just felt like it was just like they hit it so fast and didn't have time to like really stick with you. Yeah, because it was a you mystery. Know. It was like a who done it, you know. Right. You know, and they did, and they did. Like I said, in this, in the cartoon, they changed up who Hush was when you know they kept showing. Even though Thomas Elliot was in it, but in this, he's just he's just a red herring. Mm-hmm. They want you to think it's him so they can say it was somebody else. And I'm and I've been on Facebook and I've been on Twitter. People hate the ending because it's changed. Changing something doesn't mean it's worse. You can't. You got to actually explain why it comes worse. You just can't say, "Oh, they change it, so it sucks." No, it doesn't work like that. You got to explain why it sucks. Because sometimes when you change stuff, sometimes it's letter move. Sometimes it change anything. Sometimes it make things better. How I feel about this actually actually goes in line more with the story of the comic because people misconstrue. The actual ending of the comic. Okay, I'm spoiling Hush for anybody who hasn't seen this, so if you haven't seen it, cut it off and cut it back on in like five minutes, something like that. The the killer in Hush is no longer Thomas Elliot. It's the Riddler. But here's the thing. Riddler in the comic was always the mastermind. He was always the guy behind Hush. Mm-hmm. He's the one that recruited Thomas Elliot. He's the one that recruited all the... Uh, the bad guys, you know, get under one team. He set everything up, and the main he did it because he wanted the people stop thinking he was a, a a C-lister, you know. So that's why he wanted to play behind the shadows, stuff like that, and move pieces like a puzzle. So only thing they really changed up is that at the ending, the Riddler became instead of just the mastermind behind everything, he became the soldier villain that actually, you know, fought Batman at the end, where he didn't fight Batman in that one. That was actually Thomas Elliot fighting Batman, you know. But Hush in the original story wasn't one guy hush was actually the collective of them because when i uh i think i read like an interview or something like that like you saw like hush's trench coat and even mm-hmm. his mask sometimes like all of the villains that he fought batman fought in that was wearing a trench coat at one time oh, yeah, because yeah. because it was all a secret to them which is why they called their group hush because it was a secret nobody talked about it and but riddler was always the mask behind it so it was actually I, that's why I didn't mind the twist so much because, like, oh, the point that the story was trying to make sure I think got jumbled up with all kind of retcons. And the next story, which it was firmly established that Hush is a guy, you know, I think that guy kind of lost in translation also, where they were always trying to make Riddler to be the mastermind behind everything. And now the the cartoon shows that. And people hate that because they missed the point of the original story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, also, what else I like about it? Oh, the Batman, Batman and Catwoman storyline is kind of ramped up a little bit, even though it was always there. It's ramped up. It's it's at Tom King's level now. <laughs> it feels very Tom Kingish, you know. But <clears throat> I liked it, and I think 
I think the ending of what broke them up, I liked it better than I did in the comics. Because in the comic, Batman broke up with it because he thinks Hush had been fucking with his mind so much, he was thinking, like, maybe he manipulated me to let myself into Catwoman. But in the movie, it made more sense than just the fact that their, their code about how to go about, you know, fighting crime and what their relationship and miscommunication, that's what broke them up. You know, Catwoman basically said, no, Bruce, you're crazy. You know, you did all this to save this guy who killed your best friend, almost killed Nightwing, kidnapped and almost killed your, your girlfriend, and you still try to save him even though it would have ended up killing yeah. both of you? Yeah, that was that that was a good twist. I did. I actually did enjoy that scene. And that's the thing about it. Like watching Hush. Like okay, the first two acts of this movie bored me because I've already read this. I've already know where the story is going. So all you're doing is just checking boxes. You just you know. And with that, with with that, with the cool art not being there, why should you? (laughs) Right. It's it's like a a less you know, it's like a more shittier version of the shit I've already I've already read. The Batman Superman fight was way better in the comics than it was in the movie because they left out a whole bunch of shit. Batman like really, really prepped for his ass. He had like stun bombs and all kind of shit waiting for for his ass when Superman came down there, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, that shit didn't even phase Superman. That's like, oh damn, I'm doing all this shit. It's not even working. It made this, you know, the fight more tense. That's actually a that's actually, in my opinion, the best Batman Superman fight of all time. And the movie just ran through it. It's like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know. But the third act of this movie actually caught my attention because they did change the stuff. Okay, okay, this ain't the same stuff that I, I thought I was gonna see. This is actually, you know, interesting. I'm actually seeing a new story, you know. Mm-hmm. So I actually appreciated that they changed. I mean, because if they had kept it exactly how it was in the comic and just went beat the beat the beat, I probably would have been bored the whole time. But the third yeah. act actually caught my attention. Like maybe sit up and like, oh, okay, yeah. see what's, see yeah, what's gonna happen. I, I didn't really mind the change. I mean, I kind of figured they were going to do that anyways. I didn't mind it. But to me, like oh, I said, people are hating the change. Yeah, they're saying I, the third act fucked up the whole movie. Oh no, it was just the the the, the movie fucked up the movie. <laughs> right. The, you know, like I said, for me, it was the it was just the same old animation. You know. And, and I agree with you on that. It does feel like the animation getting cheaper and cheaper on these DCU movies. When it, when you first watched when they first came out. It felt like that they were doing something. They really yeah. spent money on these. Now it's just like another episode of Young Justice. Well, yeah, American anime is all. It was almost like it was like you know American style, you know visuals, but with an animation or the yeah. anime style. You know what I mean? Now yeah, it's just, yeah, they're, they're cutting the budget on these movies. You can tell. Yeah, and yeah, I just was just kind of bored. Yeah, I was bored for for most of the movie. I did yeah. laugh when Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn made me laugh. I I, I thought that yeah, she oh, comes sorry, out. Rico. Or she comes out and like hits the hits the opera sing on the head with a hammer. I yeah. Just, I just thought that was so outrageous and stupid that. I also I laugh. laugh. Yeah, I also laugh when when uh Batman was beat up by Clayface and Joker's right next to him. Yeah. Are you seeing any other villains other than me? What's <laughs> going on? You gonna let him talk to me like that, Batman? You know, I thought that shit was kind of funny. Yeah. So um, they, had, they had some cool shit in there. Uh, overall, I'm, I'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of 5. I'm gonna give it better than the kitchen. You know, <laughs> I'll I, give it a three. It, it doesn't get a point five. I'm gonna give it a three point five just because the ending. I'm, I'm gonna give it because it did switch up the ending and it made yeah. it a little bit more interesting for me. You know, but everything you said, I do agree. The animation yeah. is getting cheaper and cheaper, and you can tell. And it's not can't for a, a story like this. And that's what really hurt the Killing Joke also because the Killing Joke what made that story was Brian Ballin's art. Yeah. Every single panel on that was damn near a splash page. You know, you can just take that and make it a poster. 
but you had that half-assed Bruce Tim animation, it just made it a standard story, which it doesn't serve. And the same thing with Hush. And, and, the half-assed and, animation makes it a standard story. And this whole R-rated thing, where it's like it's supposed to be R-rated, it's turning into another black label. Like, why? Why you? Why is it R? Because they dropped. Was it R? I didn't know it was R. They dropped. They dropped a couple of swear words, but you know, like I said, I I, I seen heavy metal when I was a little kid. Yeah. So that's R-rated animation. <laughs> They're not D- gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> until DC starts dropping kits and Batwang, I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> don't don't try to do R rated, yeah, killing joke, R rated. You know, I was like, that ain't shit. Yeah, they really <laughs> hacked it up. But it was like it really wasn't even anything that yeah. you normally do. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know. Uh, moving past that, oh, do you want to talk about this Moz guy now? Oh, Mouse. Mouse? Yeah. Well, I'll just run through the article that just came yeah, up. Yeah, I'll let you get it because I'm not really too familiar about what's going on with this. So, let's see. i got to pull it up now, David. Sorry. The window closed. Um, but basically, Art Spiegelman, he was supposed to, he was the, he drew Mouse, that, um, it's a uh, graphic novel that, um, that kind of, uh, based on his father's, uh, uh, Escaping the Nazi Germany or whatever, and Mouse is a is a graphic novel where mice are basically the Jews, the Jewish people, and then the Nazis are cats. So it, it's a very it's like a Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel. Like it's 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 one of the greatest graphic novels like known to be. Greatest. I actually own a copy. Yes, it's pretty. Good. Um, <laughs> but I guess they, uh, Marvel was releasing this. A book, like a, a a collection of comics called Marvel: The Golden Age, 1939 to 1949, and Art Spiegelman was supposed to write the introduction to this book, and he did. He wrote an introduction, but then he was like um, talking about how back then in the Golden Age, the 30s and 40s, how the peop the the guys running Marvel were all a bunch of Jewish guys, sort of lashing out at you know the Hitler and the and, and Nazis, and that's why Captain America was born fighting the Red Skull and stuff. And I guess at one point in the introduction, he called, um, he referred to, you know, he just called America is now dealing with an orange skull. Oh, okay. So um, basically, they decided to wanted him to change it to take that part out, and Art Spiegelman was like, "No, I ain't changing it." And um, so he ended up just no, don't use it at all. So he dropped dropped out of the whole thing at all. You know, he does he. It's not he's not even doing the introduction now. So and then Marvel Comics like released a statement saying that they they want to remain apolitical. And oh what, shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as it turns out, um, the guy who uh, Marvel chairman. Isaac Pullmutter or whatever his name is, he's a he's he's like a big friend of Trump and like oh yeah, yeah yeah he was like a he put millions in yeah, Trump's uh, yeah, campaign yeah yeah he's donated to Trump he's like friends with them and shit so uh, this just sort of uh, kind of pulls back the curtain a bit <laughs> That's Mar- yeah Marvel Comics and their uh, you know well Marvel Comics this is the comics this isn't the MCU. But, <laughs> right, I know everybody wants to hear about the movies and yeah. the TVs, and we're talking about the comics, so yeah. don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, uh, I, I just, like I said, 
pulling back the curtains a bit, man. Yeah. And this this thing about trying to stay apolitical bullshit. There's no such thing as apolitical. Yeah. Period. Every action is a political action. Every non-action is a political action. Yeah. Whether you do something, you don't do something. There's no such thing as fence writing. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever you do, you're taking an action. You're taking a stand on something. Yeah. So says, yeah says yeah they're trying to remain apolitical. Says the says the comic company that released the Mockingbird comic would ask me about my feminist agenda on the cover. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Marvel is gun shy now. Yes, they, you remember that was a couple of years ago. They did the Mockingbird thing, asked Marvel Films agenda. They've even done comics where Red Skull was acting like Trump. He was saying Trump lying. Mm-hmm. He was recruiting Hydra members saying Trump shit. You got Black Panther. So they've being, done this before. Yeah, Cap- Captain America written by Ted Hesse Coates. And, right. You know, the whole but Hydra really- thing. Yeah, Hydra. Yeah, Hydra as as you know. As the right, they're basically comparing them to the right. Look, so. we know what it is, Eli. It's the comic skaters. They got them scared. People <laughs> act like the comic skaters don't have any control over Marvel, but they do. They that's why they're scared to do anything that could seem to be SJW, you know, or woke. You know, they're not doing that shit anymore. There are no, you know, they did the the girl Thor and the black Captain America and also like that. Everybody went back to normal because they pissed off the comic skaters. And the same thing with this. They're not going to piss off any conservatives because they realize that their fan base is a lot of conservatives. So why piss off your fan base? Yeah. And so, so that's why they're going back to being, oh, we're not going to be, we're not going to piss off Trump. And it's just like you said, Ike Perlmutter has put millions into Trump's campaign. So of course he's going to put a stop to shit, stop to the shit. He's not going to let them talk about his buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to happen. And it's just like, and, it, and then, and it's just like you said, they're peeling back the curtains of Marvel about what's going on because What's the guy named Army Army Hammer? Yeah. Okay. Oh, fun fact: Army Hammer is actually related to the guy that created the Army Hammer thing, baking soda. Okay, I didn't know that. He's over the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or he's not over the Empire, and they just named it. whatever. Anyway, <laughs> he was gonna be Batman, but he wasn't. So he came out and he said that it's a hypocrisy on it. He's saying that we all need to boycott Marvel or cancel Marvel or like that because Ike Perlmutter has put all these millions into. Trump's campaign, stuff like that. And then I'm just thinking about all the time, like, that is true. Now, you got the Marvel actors. Samuel Jackson has been going at Trump all the time. Uh, Evans. The Hulk actor, yeah. Chris Evans, all these guys, they're always saying fucked up shit about Trump. But you never hear him say anything about Pearl Mutter. Even yeah. though they know the dirty shit he does, they they're quiet. They're quiet as a church mouse against him. They always focus on one thing, but they'll focus on the system that created Trump. Yeah. They're very laser focused on what they're doing. It's just like they know they know where to bark, and that's it. They bark yeah. in one direction. That's it. They know not to bark in any other direction. It's like it's it's very weird. It's it's it is pulling back the curtain on about what's going on. So, am I going to boycott Marvel or cancel Marvel? No, I'm not going to cancel Marvel. For this shit. I'm not gonna cancel anything because of somebody's political view. Do you know how much shit I have to give up if I did that shit? Oh yeah. The can- cancel culture is bullshit. It is you know? bullshit. Yeah. Like <laughs> calm down with this shit, man. Yeah. Like let people believe what they want to believe, let people like whatever they want to like. Yeah. It's it's whatever. Like, like I said, the world sucks, it's full of injustices, but we have to find the strength to laugh and smile. Right. And if if you fucking get happiness from a fucking comic book, then fucking read it and smile. God damn it. Right. I mean, Eli, what do I look like yeah. boycotting Black Panther? 
Black Panther is, is Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody's gonna cancel Marvel. Nobody's nope. gonna cancel Marvel. Yeah. I like Black Panthers too coming later. You gonna no? I'm boycotting. It. I'm woke. Like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna cancel Chris Hemsworth, right. motherfucker dressing up in a headdress and red face, posting <laughs> on Twitter and shit. You ain't gonna fucking do that. You ain't gonna cancel right. Iron Man. Fucking Robert Downey Jr. in blackface and Tropical Thunder. You ain't gonna do that. I'm, I, I almost feel bad, man, because I would laugh my ass off at that shit. I like I shouldn't be laughing at this. <laughs> yeah, you ain't gonna yeah, do that shit now. Oh my god. It's yeah. It's, it's We're too woke. It's selective outrage. It's it's bullshit, you know. Right. You they pick and choose yeah. where they want to get mad at, who they want to get mad yeah. at, like other people slide, so And then if you ain't mad like they, like they are, then they they're mad at you. <laughs> And you went broke, and you're you're racist now, or right. or whatever. So or whatever. no, I'm not gonna cancel Black Panther. Cancel that shit right now. Hell no, I ain't fucking absolute carnage was fucking awesome. Right. And so we we have to leave absolute carnage alone because of some yeah. one asshole. Like yeah. no, fuck that. Yeah. That motherfucker. That motherfucker. Yeah, he might have gave Trump some money, but he's also paying Donnie Cates to write the shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like you can't yeah. let one little thing just rule your life. I mean, it's, it's almost like you, if you basically just live your life. That's all. Yeah. Live your life. Enjoy the shit you want to enjoy. Don't worry about letting you know political things stuff like that. Now, okay, now if a motherfucker chop up babies and shit, and then he want to you know sell me a comic, that's why I draw the line. <laughs> you know, I, I got to draw well, the line somewhere. It's pro- it's sad because that's probably he's him and Trump probably do that. Shit. <laughs> Until there's actual oh, proof. Over on, yeah, on, on, on the Epstein Island. Epstein's Island. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, okay. We, we, are we going there? Are we going there? No, no, no. Sorry. Because <laughs> I didn't even think about it until you connected the dots. So. Look, he committed suicide. They came out and said it. Epstein committed suicide. Yes. He strangled the shit out of himself with broken bones. It happens? Yes, and all of the guards were asleep at the time. Yes. Hey, Frankie Five Angels, you be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they all slept at the same time. Different. It was so funny. Like I watched that clip from The Godfather Part Two, and mm-hmm. the scene where Tom Hagen goes to Frankie Five Angels in prison and basically suggests that he kills himself and that his family will be taken care of. Like mm-hmm. I went and watched that scene like a day or two after that shit happened, and then I started reading the comics or the comments on the YouTube video. Epstein's yeah. suicide brought me here. <laughs> like a bunch of cow people were like, yeah, this is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You're going to be all I, right, I, man. Yeah. I hate I hate that we had to go this man. <laughs> you know, people were like, yeah, people were shocked that Epstein committed suicide. You know who else was shocked? Epstein. <laughs> Whenever a plot against the emperors failed, the plotters <laughs> were given a chance to make a mess. <laughs> right. Not oh, a bad I deal, wanna, Frankie. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but I, I was eventually. I, I knew we were going to eventually work our way there some kind of way because that is kind of fucked up. But yeah. Hey, gangster. We t- we've been talking about gangster movies. <laughs> right. We we're talking about kind of, we talk about gangster movies all day. So yeah. So yeah, anyway, the, Epstein. You think, fuck you, think, you think Trump? Trump, a guy who made his real estate earnings in the '80s in New York. You think he wasn't mobbed up? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> Real estate in the 80s in New York? Shit. 
I mean, if they make a life story about this dude right now, his presidential campaign is going to be a gangster movie. It, duh. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's using the same fucking tactics. Hell, he, yeah. he's got ties with the Russian mob. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. What are we talking about? Oh, video games. Are we? Okay, yeah, let's talk about video games. <laughs> let's talk about video games. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, let's talk about the video game section. Uh, not too much happened in the video game section. I think something did happen, but I'm gonna mention to. Okay, that's some fucked up shit. Remember that boy? And I'm gonna say boy because he's like 16 or some shit like that. Uh, the one that won the Fortnite contest for 5 million, 6 million, something like that? Okay, I think so, yeah. Okay, so yeah, this week he got swatted. Oh, no shit. Yeah. For those that don't know what swatted means, it's a it's a very dumb thing that people are doing right now. It's going to fuck around and get somebody killed. But what they'll do is that while people are Twitch streaming, somebody will call the SWAT team or the police on them, kicking, saying they're kidnapped, tied up, somebody's dead, somebody's smoking weed, whatever. <laughs> so while in the middle of their Twitch stream, the police will kick in the door. And they think the shit is funny or whatever like that. How do they get that address? Phone number and name and all stuff like that. Who knows? It's the internet. You can find anything out nowadays. Yeah, shoot. Let me start talking before we get get swatted. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we gonna talk about? Oh, one more thing. September <clears throat> we got the Genesis turns the Sega Genesis turns thirty years old, and they're coming out with one of those little mini consoles. Did you know, they already come things. out with them? I thought I seen some. It was unofficial. Really? I saw them at the dollar store, at Family Dollar. Like, right, but it wasn't made by them. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, like like Nintendo made an official one, PlayStation made an official one, but Sega never made an official one. It was always a third party making those, you know, with ROM sticking them and stuff like that. So now Sega's making an official one and you're releasing them like that. And I'm going to tell people over and over and over again, don't buy this shit. You're just wasting money. It's just nostalgia purposes. Don't do it. These same exact games are already on every single system. They're selling them right now. I bought hey, them for my can I, can I play original Mario Brothers? Not super. Original Mario Brothers. On you mean PS. the one where they were in the subway in the tunnel and stuff? Yeah, and they got to knock the turtles and crabs off the pipes. Can, oh. I play, can I play that on my PS4? Well, no. Well, then I got to get me one of them things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's beautiful. But, like I said, all these Sega games, all these Sega games like Sonic and all this shit like that, the same games you can play on the PS4. Okay. So that's what, okay. So Nintendo thing, the Nintendo, I'll, I'll let Nintendo slide. You want to buy Nintendo thing, buy Nintendo thing. The PlayStation, don't buy that bullshit because that shit barely even work. The Sega thing, don't buy it because they already released these games in a, like a, a software pack. Yeah, like, like, it's like yeah, like it's like twenty bucks for like a bunch of like old school games and shit. I yeah, like I bought this. like ten or some shit like that. It's yeah. the same games, all the Sonic games, all the Streets of Rage games, all the Fantasy Star games, stuff like that. They're, they're all there, so you don't have to spend extra money on this stuff to buy something you can just get right now on every single system. Hell, I think even on your cell phone. <laughs> and so yeah, but I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm talking to a wall. People can go out and buy this shit anyway. It's going to be the hottest item during Christmas time. They're going to be sold out. Nobody's going to buy it. Black Friday, people will be beating the shit out of each other for them. <laughs> for some shit that the kids don't even know what the fuck it is. Like, what is this? Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. Is that, is, that, 
that that shitty movie, Sonic, that shitty ass movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> the one that gave me nightmares when I saw the trailer. <laughs> so good old blast processing. Oh, uh, can we actually move to the actual next part of podcast now? Oh uh, yeah, you're gonna talk about X Men, aren't you? <laughs> I'm gonna talk about X Men. Now we're gonna talk about comic books. I know we've been talking about every single thing except comic books, but now the comic book podcast, we're gonna talk about comic books, and we're gonna dig into it as much as I can remember. <laughs> okay. So what I'm gonna do is review Powers of Ten. Sounds awesome. Two. Yeah, Eli, you're gonna have to help me out. My memory's kind of fading in and out on this book because there's so much to congest. But I'm gonna I'm gonna carry the heavy lifting as much as I can on this one. So. The book starts off uh, with Moria McTaggart and Professor X going to the Bermuda Triangle to, is it Asteroid M or something M? Whatever. Magneto's hunt. Island, Island M? Island M. That's what it was. Yeah, Magneto's place. They're at Magneto's place. Uh, Professor X is like, look, I just had a conversation with Moria McTaggart. And, and Magneto's like, what are you doing here, Charles? We're not doing this again. Get the fuck off my island because I'm not here. I'm not joining your your x-men or your dream anything like that and i know damn well you're not gonna join my dream he was like look magneto we've been going about this the wrong way matter of fact i'm gonna connect my mind with moria so she can show you the shit that she showed me to show you and man you're like okay charles if there's a trick if you're playing with me we're gonna have some problems like look just take your helmet off and let's uh, interact so magneto takes his helmet off and then he, re- he reacts, uh, he instantly sees all Moria's past 10 lives. And it hits him like instantly. And he's like, oh shit, so you're a mutant the whole time? Like, yeah, I just didn't tell anybody. So basically what Professor X is telling Magneto, he's like, look, all I know is that every single scenario in every single life she has, we lose. Every single one. And the reason we lose is because we are apart. We need to do this together. We need to come together. My like like my uh, view of what mutants need to do is fucked up, and I lose. Your view of mutants is fucked up, and you lose. So we need to find some kind of common ground, some middle ground, and meet because together we can survive this. And Manito's like, look, if I join this, there's gonna be some rules. I'm not your yes man. I'm not your do boy. If I see something going south and I don't like it, I'm gonna let you know. And that's how it's gonna end. Professor X puts his hand like, well, I wouldn't have it any other way. So shakes his hand. That's it. Ten years later, let's move on. So Professor X has gotten that hard drive from Mystique in the last two, three issues, whatever like that, and finds out what it is. So apparently, he has found out that Orcus exists, and he finds out what they're doing. They have a satellite over by the sun, and I, I was mistaken last time when I reviewed this. I said that they were building a master mole. They're not building a master mole. They're building a mother mole. A mother mole makes master moles. And master moles make sentinels. So so he calls in Cyclops. He was like, Cyclops, you need to get your team. Uh, because the humans are out there building sentinels. And they're coming in and going to fuck up again. And Cyclops like, it's sentinels. We beat sentinels all the time. They send us some more, we just shoot them down. And like, Magneto's like, no. Because we're looking at the technology they're using to build a sentinel. Something is not right here. We we think this is when they build Nimrod, and it's like, and they're oh. orbiting the sun, right? And they're orbiting the sun. They're like, yeah. oh shit. It's like, so it's like, so yeah. So Cyclops, I need you to get a team together, go to the sun, fight the humans, destroy their Sentinel base, and make sure nobody knows about it. So I'm like, okay, cool, no big deal. They're like, okay. <laughs> so fast forward a hundred years later. So stay tuned for that comic. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it's this little four itty bitty part there. This is where the more I go on, the more I start losing. Like, what the fuck happened in these books? Yeah. But any, 
anyway, we get to Rasputin and Cardinal. They're talking to uh, Wolverine, and they're talking to Magneto. This is 100 years later. Year 100. 100 years later, yeah. And I think it's not even Groot. I think it's Cypher or somebody, whatever that plant guy was. And, and Scorn, Zorn, Corn, Torn, whatever that porn, whatever that dude's name is. Zorn, that yeah. weird X-Men skull-looking dude. Okay. And Wolverine is like, boss, so what are we going to do? We found out the information. We can't get back in there because the mutant that we had that can hide us from technology, they killed him or her or whatever fucking name is. And then the boss is like, well, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll handle that. And then you pan out, and it's Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So apparently we've been talking to the four horsemen the whole time. You know, and and Apocalypse is basically like saying, we need to get back in that base because we got to get some very specific information to find out what the fuck's going on. And don't worry, you're not. Even though that the mutant we had uh, doesn't exist anymore because they killed him, you're not going to lose this mission because I'm coming with you. So, Apocalypse and his four horsemen going with Nimrod and whatever's going with that. Uh, rewind, uh, fast forward a thousand years. I have no fucking idea what happened here. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to try. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, well, isn't it this? What's this chick's name? I thought it was a dude. <laughs> or whatever, this mutant. I mean, it's a the librarian years. or something. the librarian or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and she they, wants to be, or he, they want to they, be. They have the Nimbus or something, and the, 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 what are they called, the platypus? <laughs> no, the Felix. <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. They come oh, and they're and like. It, it, was it me or did it look like Galactus was a Felix? I don't know. Sure. It looked like some sort of celestial. They're coming and they're saying, we want to ascend. So basically, the. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, this was going on. So they, they, have, they have notes in the back. They have a manual. Yeah, yeah. You got to refer to this shit. So yeah, what, I, Nimrod, I don't have Nimrod is an intelligence now, right? He's just. Well, no, because the intelligence is like, okay, the machine is one person. The intelligence is like 100 people, the fate is like 1,000 people. But the they, colony. But don't they want to? They want to upload Nimrod into the the, the phalanx or whatever. The fuck. Yeah, that, so they can so all be ascend. So they're all. Uh, yeah. What the? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you write this shit, man? Like, who the fuck's gonna understand what the fuck going on with this? Yeah. Like, why should I even care? It feel like just unnecessary shit. He's just telling. Yeah. Because and this is a thousand years. This is a thousand years after. The shit we give a shit about. <laughs> right, so why should we even care what the fuck is going on with the Felix and the machines and Nimrod the Lesser and this girl-boy-boy-girl thing? Like, what the fuck? I don't even know what the fuck this is. Yeah, so I don't they know were, where they are. I don't know who they're fighting. The world like, mine, yeah. Something yeah, the world mine is like a hundred people. The Felix are like a thousand people. I don't have it in front of me. I'm just like spitballing right now. Yeah. yeah. What do you see? Ascension. So basically, they sh- the, the librarian wants to upload her consciousness or the consciousness, whatever the fuck, the eye, the intelligence, whatever the fuck, the world mind. I don't Wait, know which one. Why whatever the one she they is. Fuck? That's into what the <laughs> So they what can be. Any of this have to do with the main story? Way more powerful. Yeah. And I don't know. That's the that's the thing that loses me. Okay, now Eli, I, I know what you I know I know you said you're about to get off the train. <laughs> I know you said this is where the stop this is where it stops. <laughs> this is it. Here's my thing about how I feel about this right now. Uh the House of X is actually a straightforward read, which is actually easy to comprehend. Yeah. It's this powers of ten bullshit that gets on my fucking nerves. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's not even the whole story. It's just these last two stories, like the first two where they begin and where they're like in the regular universe. That's cool, even though it's like a little bit portion. Third one, when they go to the future, it's kind of weird, but I'm like, I can fuck with it. It's okay. But when they go a thousand years in the future with that other Ascension bullshit, I'm just like, man, just, just cut this shit. This, that's when I'm ready for the book to just end. Yeah. It's like you're skipping it's, over all the cool shit that I would like to see. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't even have a, a narrative. It doesn't even have a, like a flowing narrative to it. It's just like it's just hopping, this time hopping bullshit, which never works in any story ever. Mm-hmm. When you just time hop all over the fucking place. And I don't know why he think this shit is cool. He's just loving this shit. And then he got all these fucking detailed notes at the end. This shit feels like homework. Yeah. I don't want to pay you money to do homework. <laughs> Especially now that this they fucking support Trump. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do we look like masochists? No. <laughs> yeah. okay. I just like re- reading this. I'm like, what if this was Star Wars? Or what if this was Star Trek or something? I'm like, okay, here's Star Trek, and I'm reading about Spock and Kirk, and then a thousand years in the future, from that story, Spock is like a little bug now, or some <laughs> a little robot bug insect that's or whatever the fuck. I'm like, would I still care? Probably right. not. <laughs> Probably not. It's not even Spock. It wouldn't even be Spock. It'd be somebody you've even heard of. Spork. Yeah, whatever. Spook, yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that has Spock's consciousness or whatever the fuck in there, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Or Darth Vader, or just no me, you know. He don't even remember anything that happened back then. Like he don't even remember Spock. Never heard of him. Yeah, like I, yeah. Why, why should I give a shit about what's going on a thousand years in the future? Right. You know? Yeah. And with all these detailed fucking notes, that's the shit that really pisses me but, off. Or Game of Thrones. A thousand years from Game of Thrones would be today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would I? There's no dragons or zombies now. Why would I give a shit? Right. I don't. Dumbass <laughs> people driving to work and shit. That's that's yeah. Game of Thrones now. Yeah, yeah. The fucking yeah. The Iron Throne. Look what it got you. <laughs> <laughs> Find out what happens next week. <laughs> yeah, a thousand years from Game of Thrones. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, people up Hickman's so ass so much, man. It just like you can't tell a bad story when you see it. I mean, it's good, but it, like the narrative, but he's just telling unnecessary shit, overloaded with way too much information. He even says it in the book. In the very book, Apocalypse says it. Too much information is bad for you. <laughs> you gotta have that middle ground. You gotta have the right amount of information to know what to do to make the next move. But he doesn't take his own advice. No, he just up his own ass. Yeah, I just want to know: is there gonna is this is that thousand years year one thousand? Is that gonna be a series? Oh my god! Like, is that? <laughs> There's only like eight people on Earth live. Like, why would it be a series? Like, why? Does he, why does he even care? I, that's what I was wondering. I was like, are are these like? Is he setting up all these storylines? Because that's like what it seems like he's doing. This is a setup to his, the the new era of the X Men or whatever. Right. And. Is like, is that going to be a book? Is that going to is like the li- are we going to have librarian number one? <laughs> right, because it all feels so disconnected. It's just like I don't know how he's going to connect this. Like yeah. the hundred years shit, I can kind of see how that's connected, but oh, the yeah. thousand years shit just seemed like it, it seemed like a whole nother book. Yeah, a whole nother like concept. Like yeah, it's like, yeah, like not even X Men. They're not even mutants. It's just like what? What? Sitting yeah, talking in front of a computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit, man! I'm, I'm gonna get this a three out of five, man, just because it's it, it's testing my patience. Really is. I, I actually enjoy House of X. House of X is fun. It's a fun book to read. Yeah, but I, I will admit that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 testing my patience, man. It's it's really it's really taxing me. Yeah, it takes like, a lot out of me. Because I re- remember last time I read House of X and Powers of X back to back. Right. And like, yeah, House of X was fine. I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. Well, let me check out Powers. And then I'm right. like, oh. Oh, and then I was exhausted. Now <laughs> I read last week. I read House of X and enjoyed it for the most part. But this week it was this book, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I might be done. They try. I, yeah, I, I I tried. I gave it a thorough try. You tried. <laughs> you really tried. I, I give it to you. You know. So. All right. Yeah. What? Oh, it's right, my turn. Yeah, it's, it's your turn. I what, you. what am I? Am I? You're you're doing Silver Surfer. Let's see. Okay. Well, it's your turn now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. See, I'll I'll, I'll do I'll do Fantastic Four. Cool. Uh, I Fantastic. Hear, I hear about this. Yeah, Fantastic Four number thirteen. This continues the uh, the fight between Hulk and the Thing. So last issue, uh, Ben Grimm and Alicia they were going on their honeymoon, and it was going to be during. Uh, when uh, when when the thing turns into human form once a year, so they can go and knock the boots on the honeymoon. Uh, but the immortal Hulk shows up. He is being controlled by uh, uh, the puppet master. The puppet master, who is Alicia's stepdad, and um, he basically gets the immortal Hulk to start beating the shit out of Ben Grimm. Um, he causes an avalanche, and Alicia gets stuck in the rubble. A bunch of other people from the island get stuck in the rubble. And um, so she's stuck and trapped, and that picks up right now in this issue. Uh, uh, the thing is trying to get Alicia out of the rubble, but he has a minute to fight the Hulk before he turns back into Ben Grimm, where he will pretty much die. <laughs> so this is basically, yeah, they continue to fight, and I like it right off the bat. They're saying, you know, everyone says... Who's stronger, the Hulk, the Thing? It's, it's the Hulk, okay? He's stronger mm-hmm. than me. I know. He this. whoops his ass every, yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah, it's yeah. He, he's he's always beat me up, and yeah, you know. So he just addresses it right off the bat. But it's still going back to uh, you know a, a nice story about the relationship between the characters and like Alicia, and at the end, you know, she he he basically pulls her out of the rubble. And she's like, you gotta, you gotta get him, man. You gotta get him. I can't. I'm gonna turn into, I'm gonna turn into uh, Ben Grimm in like a few seconds. He's like, no, but you, you gotta do this. And he's stronger than yes, but you got more heart. You know, nobody has more heart than Ben Grimm. Yeah, nobody has more heart than you. Like Hulk has all the strength. You know, even Immortal Hulk is probably smarter than you now. But you know, you've got all the heart in the world. And so that's basically he rises up and nice, good, huge right hook right in the fucking. Uh, punches the Hulk so hard that it makes the puppet master drop his little puppet, Hulk puppet, and break it. Yeah, and breaks his own arm while he's doing it, too. Yeah, and um, so, and then he turns into Ben Grimm, blacks out, goes into a coma in a week, wakes up a week later, he's back to the thing. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, man, we missed our you know, we missed our, uh, our honeymoon. I'm so, oh, we'll do it next year. We got all the time in the world to start a family and all that stuff. You know, okay, well, cool. Um, and in the epilogue, which was my favorite, was where the Hulk tracks down the puppet master on the raft. No, and how he got to him was really fucked up too. Yeah, he's like bannered, drowned a bunch of times <laughs> while I was swimming here. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like, and he, so he's like, and he ends up breaking Puppet Master's hands. Yeah. Similar he's to like, the, I'll never build a puppet of you again, Hulk. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. And I just starting, I just stopping with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts and you just hear him going, ah, you screaming and shit. You know, it reminded me of World War Hulk when uh, Doctor Strange entered the astral plane, plane right? And, and Hulk broke his hand. <laughs> <laughs> in the astral plane, broke his hand in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this was fun. This was a four out of five. This almost, you know what? This almost made me think I might start reading Fantastic. It made me start to. It made me think that too. I'm like, I don't even enjoy this shit, but this book was fun. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. And Go- just- this and that Gomer wants to drop the book after this. <laughs> like he's already dropped the book now, so he's not even reading this shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like maybe that's what it needed—a year to get through the bullshit, and then it'll be cool. Right. <laughs> oh, maybe we're just excited because we see Hulk and then Hulk yeah, go back that's pretty much the only reason why I bought it. Right. <laughs> so don't don't get excited too fast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I give it a four out of five. Also, like I said, I read it also. Uh, next book I'm gonna uh, review is Event Leviathan. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, this is actually the first book I read in the story is part three of five, but I'm going to just cut three to go to it. So the book starts off with uh, Batman, Green Arrow, Damien, Manhunter, Plastic Man, and Lois Lane. They're all having a, you know, a powwow talking about what they're going to make the next move. And I think Red Hood's with them too, but anyway, they all talk about like this is not our finest out Batman because you saw we just got our ass kicked a second ago and then it flashes back to Red Hood. They're all fighting Red Hood because they think Red Hood is Leviathan, you know. And Red Hood actually kicks everybody's asses in there, you know. And then he gets right down to the end. He sees Lois Lane, pulls a gun on Lois Lane. Lois Lane pulls out her uh her recorder and just start asking him interview questions like that. She was like, okay. And he actually started answering the questions. He was like, Lois Lane, you need to find out what's going on here. Uh, Basically look at the point like, where is Waller? Where's your dad? The people that got attacked first, they're probably like the main suspects. It's not me. Even though I think it's a good idea, it's not me. But you need to check those guys first. You're like, well, that kind of makes sense. Um, they cut back to the Fortress of Solitude. They're still having, you know, collecting information. And Batman's like, well, where is Waller? And Lois like, I don't know. She was here. Like, here where? Like, in the Fortress of Solitude. Like, she was in the Fortress of Solitude. And she broke out of an alien prison. Like, yeah. And you let her go. Like, yeah. You're like, y'all some dumbasses. Uh, and then Damien, like, found it, and he, like, he found the device that Waller was using to spy on them in the Force of Solitude. And he was like, yeah, I'm keeping this. We, this is technically going to avoid this Force of Solitude? We're keeping this. Batman doesn't say anything. He, he, You know Batman is like, yeah, yeah, uh, Damien, put this in the car. <laughs> We're never going to know about this. So, uh, and then they, they're basically about to get out of the Force of Solitude. They don't know what else Waller has bugged in there. Waller's in, I guess, New Mexico or somewhere. She's on the run. She walks outside and she sees Leviathan. Leviathan also has like a hundred goons with him, stuff like that. And Waller's like, "Oh, this is my, the team that's coming to kidnap me." And Leviathan, is, well, they could be your firing squad. It's up to you to depend on what move you make next. And then uh, all you hear in the sky is Miss Waller, and she looks up and it's Superman, and he says, "Is this guy bothering you?" You know, the line from Justice League, or whatever. And that's the book. Yeah, that's it. So, what? Superman fights Leviathan, maybe. I don't know. This book is like moving super duper slow since it's going over three different issues and nothing is really going on. Yeah. Uh. So, overall, I'll still give it a three out of five because I'm I'm ready to find out, move to the next storyline. Shit. Nothing is happening. 
All right. the information they gave, we already knew that. Yes, Waller's a suspect. We knew that. All right. So, that's all I got. I got more, but that's all I got for that book. Okay. Well, I'll do Punisher Kill Crew, number one. Cool. This is a play on the Skull Kill Crew that Grant Morrison wrote back in the 90s, but okay. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is. I thought this was just a reject from the World of Realms. It which is, is <laughs> but it's a play on basically these uh these ex skull hunters. But ba- it was basically like uh you know hunting down immigrants and shit like that. Whatever. Oh, okay. So basically, this is just you know right you know is it still going on? I get well remnants of War of the Realms. Um, some ki- parents have been. Uh, killed or whatever and uh punisher has the kids and they're like i you know these, you know our parents were killed by these monsters so punisher okay i'll go kill these monsters for you so he basically goes out and uh finds this big giant goat and chariot and decides to go hunt these monsters and uh, that's basically the story at the beginning he shows up and he fights some of the the the, the elves and frost giants and shit and he's you know, machine gunning them and throwing grenades and shit. So there's a lot of action. Um, it's not a bad book. You know, it's it's Punisher doing Punisher shit, but I don't really give a shit because it's War of the Realms. You know, the shit's over with. You know what I'm saying? I know, but I kind of like Punisher killing Frost Giants and yeah, shit like that. It, it's a cool image. You know, yeah, it else. is, but not enough for me to, you know... This is it's cool for one. like a poster, like there's not really like a whole story. Yeah, yeah it's cool to like watch a poster. Or something. Yeah, because this could be anything. This could he could be fighting zombies or aliens or. And know, that is true. Or vampires <laughs> or whatever. The interchangeable, you know what I mean? It would have had the same effect, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, it's just. And is there a reason he's wearing the helmet? He's just wearing it just to look like Skyrim. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I I I'm not going to continue on. I was kind of disappointed, like when I heard, "Oh, Punisher Kill Crew is just that." crew that he was running with last issue because last, last issue in, in the in the regular Punisher run he teamed up with Black Widow and, and Ghost Rider and Moon Knight and shit I was like okay mm-hmm. I would love to see that book but no it's just him he doesn't even have a crew it's just him. Yeah, it was just him the whole time to kill yeah. people it's like yeah. okay we can watch that so, in a regular Punisher comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so eh, three out of five I mean it's not bad it's just I don't care is all. but if you want to if you want to see Punisher shoot a bunch of demons and monsters there you go this is you can do it have it yeah Yeah. (laughs) alright so next book we're going to review is uh, what is this Silver Surfer Black number 3 yeah okay Silver Surfer Black number 3 based on how the book starts off uh, Norrin Rad is back on Zen La you know with his girl Shabalabala Shaka Khan, what's the name? <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> okay, she got some weird ass name. And he dates just in bed laying down. He's like, girl, I want to put a baby in you. You know, she's like, okay. But then, you know, that's when the Destroyer of Worlds shows up. Norman Rad looks outside and it's the Silver Surfer. Yeah. <laughs> 100 feet tall, eating the planet. He was like, okay, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. You know. Black Silver Surfer. Yeah, Black Silver Surfer, right. So, but then Ego tells him, wake up from his dream. He's like, Ego, uh, Ego's like, Surfer, wake up. I'll let you sleep a little while. Uh, I read your mind. I didn't mean to, but I had to read your mind to find out what, make sure that you weren't, you know, coming to kill me like that asshole Null is, you know. So Silver Surfer flies on Ego, you know, he asks permission, flies on Ego. They sit there and talk. Uh, Ego turns out he has like a cold or a cancer or something's affecting him right now. 
And Silver Surfer is basically like, if I help you, will you help me kill Noel? You're like, yeah, I'll help you. All right. But you won't survive at my planet's core. It'll, it'll kill you. You're like, let me worry about that. So Silver Surfer actually turns his surfboard into a drill, a power drill. C- can he do that? The drill bit? Drill bit? Yeah. I didn't know he could do that. Uh, sure. Sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> why not? So, so he drills himself to the planet, to Ego's core. When he gets there, he get all these like bacteria and white blood cells attacking him and shit, you know, but they're the size of him. You know, normally Silver Surfer would have beat this shit no problem, but he's getting weaker. You know, he doesn't he didn't know how much we could get him, so he has a hard time fighting these bacteria off. But he decided to go with like the core, the hottest part of Ego's, you know, body, because he knows that part will kill off these bacteria, but it's just hot enough that it won't kill him. Now if he was at full strength it wouldn't bother him at all. But it's just enough where he can kinda feel it. He goes to the center and he sees and he sees exactly what is attacking him. And it's a Galactus incubator thing. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, me neither. Life bringer okay. one. <laughs> Life bringer one. So I don't know if he's birthing Galactus or if Galactus got a homing beacon where he's going to eat him. Or, I mean, because like I said, Ego is a planet. Galactus yeah. eat planets. So one and one plus, you know, one plus one equals two. You know, I'm thinking something, I- something. Somehow Galactus is going to get involved in this, and Silver Surfer is going to be like, "Hey, I got an idea. Why don't I have Galactus eat Noel's planet? I mean, that would that would make the most sense. Sing okay. Galactus on him. Yeah, that's, a, that's my yeah thing. yeah. I'm thinking. Like I said, I don't even know what an incubator tank is. I don't. Yeah, I, and, I, and this is is this the birth? Yeah, because this takes place like way back in the past because he went through that black hole. Oh, that's right. That's because Ego said he was young. Yeah, and Ego is growing. Like he's, I forgot. He's, he's okay, still oh, this is like the yeah. beginning of time. Okay, so yeah. we're witnessing the birth of Galactus. Yeah. But yeah. I thought Galactus, well, Galactus was born at the beginning of time. No, I thought Galactus actually lived before the universe. I don't. Well, no. According to this, no is before anything. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, okay, so basically, we're witnessing the birth of Galactus. I think. Yeah, basically something. I'll ask Shannon Cates on Twitter and see if he answers. I don't know. Yeah. He might life, say fuck off. Life, life bringer. I, I can want to come. Yes, they'll, they'll, they'll talk yeah. to him. They'll talk to him. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, overall, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of five. It was still a cool story. Wasn't as much action like it was last one. Noah was beating the shit out of him. But you know. Yeah, the not, art style is still pretty trippy. Yeah, not much happens. It's just yeah. a conversation between him and Ego. Well, he has that dream, and then it's yeah. just a conversation between him and Ego, and then... And, 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 and I then, get the yeah. dream, because Silver Surfer still feels guilty for all the planets he killed. You yeah. know, all the planets that Galactus ate, and he made, and he found them for Galactus, he feels guilty for Yeah, them. and that he's infected with the symbiote, basically. Right. And, and, and as I thought about that, remember the, the Thanos uh, arc that Donny Case wrote? Okay. Remember, Silver Surfer was in all black, and he called himself the Fallen One. I don't remember that. Did he write a Thanos? He did write a Thanos. Yeah, that's I ne- what he. I, that's I never, what he pretty much I never finished. Thanos. I only read a couple of those issues. I didn't get that. Oh, that book was awesome. That book was fucking awesome. <laughs> but yeah, but Silver Surfer was in all black in that story. In that story. And okay. I'm thinking, is Donny K trying to connect this shit? Like that's how he became all black. Maybe because that is who's on who's destroying Norn. Norn Rad's planet. Right. With the big giant, you know, black silver surfer. 
Yeah, so Black Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's that's all I got with that one. I, I think I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna go one up and give you give it four four out of five because I, I okay I, I started to lean that way, but you know, you know, just because I, I I am digging the art style, I am digging the direction it's going, and just um, yeah, I you know, I, the art is is what's really selling this book for me, it's, especially like some of the sound effects like when like the big boom and all that stuff is almost blending in to the background of the art you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know there's that one like when when the black silver surfer shows up on Norrad's planet at the beginning you know they're out the window it says boom but you can't even really tell because the art is so stylized it yeah. looks like it reminds me of yellow submarine like the beatles yeah. oh and he, not only did he do a drill bit with the he made he did some other shit with the board too in this book but i can't remember what he did he did something else that made it do something yeah i can't remember what he did so i didn't know Silver. i don't think i don't think Silver even had these powers before i think Donnie k just making this shit up as he go on the fly yeah like fuck just do what you want to do which is cool i got a problem with it but that <laughs> that page that splash page of ego's core yeah, you know he's you know surfing through ego's core. I thought he turned like, he turned the sword into a he turned the board into a sword. I oh, that's that. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, cool. Badass. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he's zipping. Yeah, he's throwing the sword through all the the uh, the the white blood cells or the virus. Mm-hmm. You know, he's battling the virus and it's like zipping around and shit. So yeah, I, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. It was, visually, it was really cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Really trippy book, so yeah. So, well, I don't know. I, I nothing I really want to talk. I thought you know, Miles Morales is pretty good. You know, he, uh, uh, Aaron and um, uh, Jefferson team up to go rescue Miles from the uh, the what are they called? Because he got kidnapped by the uh, the assessor or whatever, and they're doing all these experiments on him. So it's just a, a story of uh, Jefferson and Aaron. You know, his Miles' dad and uncle teaming up to go rescue their, their you know, they were go rescue Miles and, you know, kind of uh, squashing their beefs and, you know, you know, finding like what, you know, the, you know, emphasizing on the relationship, even though they went separate directions and ended up with separate lives and stuff, that they, you know, they still care for each other. So that was kind of cool, you know, kind of cute. So I'm give it a four out of five, you know. And the only other book I got was uh, Detective Comics. 1009. You know, okay. It was just, you know, Batman gets into a plane crash. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be more to it than that. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't bad, actually. Uh, Batman, he um, he gets onto a plane to go, they're going to go do some uh, some sort of seminar in China about the environment, and then the, the, the plane gets hijacked by Deadshot. And they get into a fight, and the plane ends up crashing. That's basically where the, the the book ends. But it's it's more like sort of highlighting, like Batman's uh, he's tired. Like it it starts out he's fighting crime at night, and then he goes home. And he's right about to crash, and then Alfred comes in. It's like time to get up. We got a long day ahead of us. And then he go they go to the the, the meeting and shit with Lucius Fox and all these, uh, you know, these like executives and shit. And they're talking about whatever deal they're doing. And, and Bruce is just like, fuck it, whatever it costs, I'll do it. Cause he could tell he's just tired. He just wants to go home and sleep. It's like, fuck it. We'll do it. Let's we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get on a plane to Singapore right now. And he just wants to get up. Just, he just does it. 
because he's tired. He wants to sleep. So, <laughs> so he, yeah, so they go, they get on the plane. He's thinking he's going to sleep, but then Deadshot shows up and fucking crashes the plane. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. So, so not much happens. It's just, you know, set up for the next issue. So it's a three out of five. Cool. Uh, yeah. Anything else we got? That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. I'm, I'm booked out. I probably have another one I can't remember right now. Um, yeah, definitely listen. If you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, definitely listen to our sister podcast, Geek Sam. See what they have going on. Just listen to Comic Cast. Like I said, they review the same books we did, but they usually have a different opinion of what we have. So listen to what they have. Uh, Hulu TV. Listen to Talking Balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, big shit happened in the NFL, Eli. Oh, we might have, uh, the first black NFL owner of all time. Oh yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, Jay Z. Oh, who's he buying? The Jets? They didn't say yet. It's oh. undisclosed. Oh okay. But there's a big thing going on right now about that because you know we're still supposed to be boycotting Kaepernick. Oh, we are, huh? We are. Yeah, we yeah. woke. You know, <laughs> Jay Z said, Wait. "Well, that was a while ago. <laughs> I'm making money." You know, so there's this big you know rift going on right now. Wait, wait, people. we're woke. We're woke, so we're supposed to boycott him. Yeah, I thought. Okay, I'm confused. I don't know what to be mad at now. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're mad at Jay Z because we're still boycotting NFL. Oh. Because, okay. Because I get. Okay, I get it now. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh, not only that. That not only are they giving uh, Jay Z NFL team. He's also over the Super Bowl halftime show now. Oh, he's gonna do it? No, he's over it. Like whoever's there, he's in charge of it. Oh no shit. He may or may not do it, but basically he gets all the money from the halftime show now. Okay. So they're giving him a team and a halftime show. You know. Even though we're supposed to be boycotting. So Well damn. Well, who's on Rockefeller? Is Rockefeller Records still going on? No, they they in Rockefeller like ten years ago. Oh I don't know. He got his own thing. But, well, he got some other people. But the thing is, his reach is bigger than Rock Nation. He can get anybody. He's Jay-Z. He's a billionaire. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But the thing is, the people there were boycotting. It was a lot, it was a hard time for them to get people to get on there because they were boycotting. Now that Jay-Z is there, he can get anybody on there and they'll get there. Because anybody that's been, anybody black that's been on it, the halftime show the last couple of years, we've been like, oh, there's some shit. Leave them on, cancel them. You know that that uh, numbers have actually tanked. You know because nobody oh, really? wants to deal with them. But now Jay Z is in the bank because they're throwing just all kind of money at Jay Z. Basically, like you know, racism is over. <laughs> we have Jay Z. <laughs> and but it, like I said, it's it's a it's a touchy subject. We don't know what side is on. Some people boycott, some people not. Some people are happy for him. Some people say it gets him a seat at the table. You know, we have our first black NFL owner that could you know cause change. Now that you have somebody on the inside to do something. Or maybe he doesn't care. Who knows? I don't know. People are upset. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, 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 people are always upset. <laughs> people are <always> <laughs> Honestly, if I watch football, I may give a shit, but I don't watch football anyway. So, yeah, I'm boycotting. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I don't care either way. I, 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 you're boycotting too, I, Eli. I, 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 I watch football. <laughs> okay. You're boycotting but, everybody except your team. That's barely, the thing. I that's the thing. Everybody's football. boycotting, but they still watch it. Yeah. So how does that work? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You mad at Jay Z for doing all this shit, but you still watching the game every Sunday. Yeah, man. 
I got, I got my, I got my son. I, you know, starting next month, I got Sundays off too, man. I was right. looking forward I'm, to this shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, why are you getting mad at him when you're not even doing your part? Yeah. Not you, Eli. I mean, you can watch whatever you want to watch. I'm just saying that other people are pissed at him, but they're still watching the games every single Sunday, buying tickets, you know, uh, having Super Bowl parties, but they're mad at him. Yeah, like I said. Life sucks. The world's full of injustices. <laughs> but if you can find the strength to laugh and smile, do that shit. <laughs> right. Because I am not canceling Jay-Z. Sorry. Yeah. Or Marvel. <laughs> or Marvel. Fuck everybody. You cover whatever you want to call me. I'm not canceling the one of them. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you can call me an apple or a fucking, you know, fucking custard fucking scout or whatever. Fuck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> custard scout. <laughs> right. New promotion. Like <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Red oh. Hey, velvet, was a... Red velvet cake with frosting in the middle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Go to those other podcasts they have on our geek crew. I forgot. To <laughs> that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. It's all better cause I got a little cheddar And my record's moving out the store Young fucks spitting at me Young rappers getting at me My nigga big predicted this shit exactly More money, more problems Gotta move carefully Cause faggots hate when you getting money like athletes Youngins ice grilling me Oh, you not feeling me? Fine, it costs you nothing Pay me no mind Look, I'm on my grind cousin Ain't got time for fronting Sensitive thugs, y'all all need hugs Damn little mans, I'm just trying to do me If the wreck is two mil, I'm just trying to move three Get a couple chicks, get them to try to do E Hopefully they're menage before I reach my garage I don't want much, fuck, I drove every car Some nice cooked food, some nice clean drawers Bird ass niggas, I don't mean to ruffle y'all I know you waiting in the wing, but I'm doing my thing Where's the love? I said, where's the love? Somebody got something to say What's all the fucking fussing for? Because I'm grubbing more And I pack heat like I'm the oven door Niggas pray and pray on my downfall But every time I hit the ground I bounce up like round ball Now I don't wanna have to kill sound ball Don't wanna have to cock back the four pound ball Look scrap, I got nephews to look after I'm not looking at you dudes, I'm looking past you I thought I told you cat, cause I'm not a rapper can I live? I told you 96 that I came to take this shit and I did Handle my biz, I scramble like Randall with his Cut in hand, but the only thing running is numbers fam Jigga held you down six summers, damn, where's the love? Where's the love? Nigga, where's the love? Ain't no love in the heart of time. Fuck, the Richard Pryor going burn up, and I 
fucking Tina Turner breakup Then I wake up to more bullshit You knew me before records You never disrespected me Now that I'm successful, you pull this shit Nigga, I step on your porch Step to your boss Let's end the speculation I'm talking to all of y'all Male shouldn't be jealous That's a female trait What you mad cause you push down to he sell weight? Y'all don't know my expenses, I gotta buy bigger plates <laughs> And more baggies, why you all aggy? Nigga, respect the game, that should be it What you eat don't make me shit Where's the love?